0: Welcome to another episode of the Expensive Words podcast, or if you're watching via Instagram, the Literary Symmetry IGTV channel, uh, today I am going to do a really fun episode. I've been waiting to do this episode, and I have like a million post-its. You can see here, lots of post-its, or you could hear You can hear the Um, (laughs) post-its of the different things that I've been wanting to talk about that I haven't really gotten to talk about this year. So I have, I'm going to go over the different things that I really loved in 2020. uh, And I thought I would start with books because I know that's why a lot of you are here. You want to hear me talk about books, which I love to talk about. Oh, that's my podcast one. I'm also going to talk about podcasts because this is a podcast. There are other podcasts. uh, And there are some really amazing podcasts out right now that I have just been loving. And so I'm going to start off by saying that really uh, none of these books on this list besides one of them... Oh, sorry, two of them (laughs) came out in 2020. Uh, It was not, like, the best year, I feel like, for books to come out because a lot of publishers were like, oh, people can't go to bookstores. Let's just delay all of the release dates, which made me sad because this is the time we're reading. Hello, read the room, publishers, okay? So the first book that is on my list is When Dimple Met Rishi, by uh I'm gonna say this wrong, Sanduya Menon. I'm sorry if I said that wrong, um, but I just really loved this story. I kind of like fell into this accidental um vortex of Pakistani awesomeness, where I like watched two Pakistani. Uh, films, and then read one book at the same time. Totally, it was a coincidence, but I was really excited about it, and I loved it. And if you read uh, When Dimple Met Rishi, you're gonna love it, because it's great. It's so wonderful, and it addresses the idea of like not being sure that you even appreciate your culture. And one of the characters really does, and one of the characters feels kind of overwhelmed by it, because um, she's not sure that she wants to participate in an arranged marriage and she's also doing something that's really outside of what her parents think success could be in that she's a coder uh and she's telling i mean just read it it's so good It's one of those feel-good books that you need to read, and that's going to—it has, like, positive representation of different cultures. It's got all the kind of things that I love, amazing storytelling. Uh, I read it in two days. Okay, that's basically the only fiction on my whole list. I know, right? But I haven't uh, finished reading Spellbreaker yet yet by Charlie Holmberg, which I'm sure will get its own episode. And um, I just, I'm also reading uh, All the Beauty That Remains, which so far is good but hard to follow because I bought it for my 13-year-old because I thought she would understand, like she would, she would benefit from reading it because she has been through intense grief and it's a story where three characters are are all grieving for different deaths at the same time, but she told me that it was hard to follow, and I'm having a hard time following it too. I feel like maybe if there was some sort of picture next to the name of the person, because there's three different people, but there are like a million supporting characters, and each one of them has a character who died, and you have to remember who they are in relation to each other. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, And there are definitely pictures, because they show like um, fake social media posts by the people who are deceased. So that probably would have helped me and my daughter. But um anyways, I'm reading it because I it got really good reviews. I was interested in it. And also because I kind of want to see what they're doing so I can maybe execute a little bit more simply for my middle grade book, because this is a YA book. All right, but our Y my middle grade book series, I should say. So, you know, I'm sorry, I just don't have a lot of fiction picks for you. What are your fiction picks? I would love to hear them. Um, But what I do have are a ton of nonfiction picks. So let's start with Russell Brunson. I don't know if you know who he is. He is one of the founders of ClickFunnels. He's a co-founder. And he revamped all his books this year and released new editions of them. And so I got them. You can see this is dot .com series and um, the underground... Playbook for growing your company online with sales funnels. So I read this. I tried to implement it. I'm still trying to implement it. uh, And I actually went through um, ClickFunnels, One Funnel Away Challenge. It was really intense, but cool. Uh, I still haven't been able to make it work, but I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I'm going to find a way. Um, I think that my first, my initial. Uh, funnel that's supposed to, there's like different, there are different names for the funnels. So my squeeze funnel did not convert. So I'm trying to fix that. And for the person who sent me a really rude email telling me that my pitch was boring and they fell asleep during the Story Filters audiobook, you know that happens. I get emails from people even though I'm giving them free things. Uh, this, the pitch is like five sentences at the very end. So if you didn't fall asleep until the very end, I, I'm i good with that. I don't think this person actually read it. <laughs> I'm sometimes I get tired and I know you get tired, too. There are always going to be haters out there who just want to make you feel bad about yourself because they feel bad about themselves. This is something like we teach our kids on a basic level, right? But I still like, you know how hard I work. You know how much value I put out there because I care about you and I care about storytelling. And I still get mean emails like, your sales pitch was boring and it put me to sleep. It wasn't even a sales pitch. It was just like, hey, if you like this one thing, there are six things total and right this way, you can go get it for $37, which is an amazing deal. <sighs> but enough about that. So I read .com Secrets. It's really good. I've referred it to a lot of uh, friends and family that own businesses. If you haven't read it yet, you should at least get it and read it. It's free. All you have to do is pay shipping. So you go to .comsecrets.com like literal.com. But it's, yeah, it's worth the read. There's so much in here. The new version of it is really nice. He takes out some of the clunky stuff that he had the first time because he realized that when he wrote it, he didn't really know how to write books yet. Um, And also he has this guy helping him now, Rob Cosberg. This book was free too. Uh, I just had to pay for shipping. If you go to www.bestsellerpublishing.org, I'm basically telling you to go to my competition. But you should read this book. It's full of great ideas, some ideas I have never heard of. And you know how much time I spend in this space. Um, And, yeah, I I haven't personally been through their program. um, But my program's not out yet. Uh, I went through self-publishing school. It was kind of a nightmare. It was so much money and not, not really any concrete help and then they would like remove stuff as I was going through the program so I couldn't I didn't have it anymore it was really kind of a jerk move so these people are much better I'm sure than self-publishing school Um, but if you want to wait another six months I'm gonna have a ton of stuff out but anyways go get this book at least publish promote profit like I said www.bestsellerpublishing.org. This guy definitely knows what he's talking about. I've used some of the tricks he mentioned here. I've seen results from them. And the ones that I haven't used yet, you better believe I'm going to try with some of my book launches this year, probably all of them. Okay, so I got distracted with uh, Rob Cosberg because he's the one who's helping Russell Bronson fix his books. But I also read Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. This is the second book in this um, this book series right? See, look how they're friends. They're friends. And there's a third book that did come out this year, Traffic Secrets. I have not read it yet. I will read it. Um, But yeah. So this basically Expert Secrets teaches you how to become an expert in your field if you aren't one and how to realize that you're an expert in your field if you already are one. And as I was reading through this, I was like, oh, I am an expert. (laughs) in writing and publishing and all that stuff just because I've been doing so much and I've learned so much and you can learn too. You can always learn more things. Okay. This next one is by Michael Hyatt. He's like, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's so good. Like he is, I'll just read it. I'll read it to you. Michael Hyatt is the CEO and founder of Michael Hyatt and Company, which helps leaders get the focus they need to win at work and succeed at life. Formerly chairman and CEO of Thomas Nelson Publishers, Michael is also the creator of the Full Focus Planner and New York Times and a New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today best-selling author of several books. Um, so this book did come out this year, and. It's called, see, copyright 2020, it's called Entrepreneurs Will Save the World. This book really helped me when I was like in a dark place, when I failed all my ClickFunnels stuff and my squeeze funnel was not converting at all after all the work I did and I wasn't able to sell. I sold two <laughs> copies of the Write This Way um, packet, even though it's so good and I know it will change your writing immediately. I'm still working on the marketing side of it. Um, but so I read this book. It really helped me out. Uh, I also learned about a business called Uncle Nearest, which my husband and I have recently gotten a little bit more into whiskey. We were researching what it was in preparation for our trip to Nashville just to understand. And uh, it's a really cool company. If you want to check it out, Uncle Nearest, just Google that. And so this book, Entrepreneurs Will Save the World, is short. I read it in like a day, but it really helped me. I actually read it when Travis was out of town. Remember, he went to officiate his cousin's wedding in November. I read it because I was just really depressed and I felt like a huge failure And it helped me so much. I highly recommend it. Um, Also, this is another nonfiction book I read this year. Atomic Habits by James Clear. Maria got this for me for my birthday last year. I didn't have time to read it until this year. It's really great. I have one of the quotes from James Clear on my sound, my mixing board. My mini mixing board all the time, which says feel compliments as deeply as you feel insults because I need that reminder. Because like I said, I get emails from rude people who are like, you suck. What are you trying to do? Why are you giving away free stuff? You're you're bad at it. (laughs) Um, So. Atomic Habits is—the subtitle um, is—he has two subtitles. He breaks the rules. Tiny Changes Remarkable Results, An Easy and Proven Way to Build Good Habits and Break Bad Ones. It's so good. It's a must for anyone who—really, literally anyone. Because whether you work for yourself or you're a writer or you work for someone else and you're doing something, writing or otherwise— Um, we can all use to improve a little bit and also to better prioritize what's important in our lives. And uh, James Clear does a great job of dealing with that. It's a wonderful book. Basically, any book that Maria gives me is amazing. So I wasn't surprised by that. I also want to talk about two of my favorite tools this year, which I posted on Instagram about. I'm grabbing them for you. So the first one, I just knocked over my carmix chapstick carmix chapstick it's for real you, it's for real if you live in a place where it gets cold it keeps my lips from cracking okay since we're talking about favorite things okay so my basic favorite notebook is the cashier notebook from moleskine and i know you might be thinking moleskine so expensive but these cashier journal notebooks they are so affordable they have college ruling which i love and they lay flat while you're writing in them, so it's amazing uh, if you're listening, you can't see but if you're if you're watching, you can see this is my cover course and book ideas. this notebook is full of magic. I write little things to encourage myself <laughs> on all my stuff because sometimes i i I'm always attempting difficult things, and that means that it takes time it's like a really long game t- type of investment. So I need little wins and I write myself little notes. Uh, and in the beginning of this one, it says storytelling is a gift. Story selling is a business because that's that's my goal this year to help you learn how to differentiate the two because you can be an amazing writer in that you have certain intuitions, but you don't know how to turn that into a product that will equal a good reader experience. All right. My also my other favorite thing, which I did post about on Instagram, is the uh, Papermate InkJoy Gel 0.7 pens, and I bought a really great rainbow pack with all the different colors. And I know I've talked about how I color code my notes before, so I'm gonna let you see something that's technically not out yet. But, um, so you can see here, or you can hear what I'm saying. I have the, the storyteller mindset day one, and you can see the main idea, or you can hear me that the main idea is in green. These details are in black. And then at the bottom in pink, I have, uh, written the introduction for each section. And I have that throughout the rest, but I'm not going to show it all to you because it's coming out soon. I'm almost finished with it. All right. So, um, that leads me to some books that are on my Kindle that are nonfiction, uh, The first one on my list is Educated by Tara Westover, which was written in 2018, but I read it this year. And you can listen to a whole review about why that book is amazing and Tara Westover is beyond prolific as far as writing uh, in another episode on this podcast. You can – I – okay, so this is like – a Christian nonfiction that I read that did come out uh, this year, or it came out in 2019, so very close, called Here Now by Kate Merrick. For me, it really helped me to focus on what's important right now at this moment in my life. Um, Kate Merrick is an amazing writer. If you're a Christian and you haven't read any of her stuff, or if you've lost a child and you haven't read any of her stuff, you should go read all of it. Uh, the, her first book called She Still Smiles is amazing as well. But I read Here Now after a friend recommended it to me, and I was like, oh, I already bought that. Because remember what I said, when writers that I like come out with new books, I automatically buy them. Uh, and then, so that's really wonderful. And then also How to Write Black Characters An in Incomplete Guide, and How to Write Asexual Characters An in Incomplete Guide. Those books came out this year by Salt and Sage Publishing. They're just so good. I mean, If you care at all about getting things right or um, creating proper representation or understanding your target audience, you should get all of these books. I'm collecting them. I'm going to get all of them and read all of them. They are amazing. Uh, They're written by editors and sensitivity readers who identify within that group. I've just learned so much. I'm so thankful. The price is like so minimal for what you get. And even though the books are short, I look at it as a good thing, actually, because um, they're going to come out with more books that cover more complicated issues. Like they're coming out with a whole book about uh, writing biracial characters, which they mention in the How to Write Black Characters book. But it's just awesome. I hope you all get it. It's worth every single penny. All right. So now let's go on to what should we do? Let's do Shows I Loved in 2020. So uh, the first one on my list, and I've talked about this so much on this um, podcast slash IGTV series, is Ted Lasso. And I was watching Adam Savage's Favorite Things, and his two favorite shows are also on my list, and Ted Lasso is one of them. And he said that one of the reasons he loves this show so much is that every character subverts every expectation you have, and it's refreshing, it's thoughtful, it's meaningful, it makes you care. I cry every single episode, Uh, and also, there's an Iron Giant reference, because the team's watching Iron Giant, and if you know me at all, you know that I am obsessed with Iron Giant, I love it, and so I was really excited to see that in the show, and also, uh, the, the character Ted Lasso is great, and he also gives all the characters, all the different players on his team- Because the premise of the show is that he's an American football coach who goes to coach soccer, aka different football, and he just has no idea what he's doing, but he knows what kind of coaching strategies work. And so he's able to help the team uh, in different ways. But, you know, it doesn't turn out the way you think it will, because like I said, it subverts all the different expectations. But one of the things he does when he first comes is he gives all the different players books to read, and he gives uh, the captain a wrinkle in time. And it's so awesome i loved it so much the different interactions that he has with the players through literature listen go watch ted lasso if you don't have apple plus which is what it's on you can get a free trial it's worth it and you should also watch the beastie boys documentary uh, if you're not super sensitive to like it's got a lot of language but it's really interesting as from a storytelling perspective Okay, another one on my list, which was also on Adam Savage's list, is The Mandalorian, which this was season two of The Mandalorian that we saw this year. And it was another great step forward in storytelling in the Star Wars universe. Uh, I don't want to give away too many spoilers about that, but it's an amazing show. The characters are really rich. The story, you just have no idea how it's going to turn out, even though you see Um, some familiar characters like this season we saw Ahsoka which we were waiting for and I was waiting for and I was kind of sad about how bitter she is but I can understand okay I can understand why and um, yeah so that's a wonderful show really complicated characters like I said and then what just came out but the expanse right as you know I am a huge expanse fan and the latest season hasn't let me down at all I'm not quite finished with it yet but it's good all the intricacies are getting in there even though sometimes it feels like maybe they're smashed a little bit but you know there's no way for them to completely adapt the book so i still recommend reading the expanse books if you haven't yet i have no idea when we're going to see the final book which bums me out but okay i'll wait i'll try to be patient so that's it for the shows that i loved in 2020 now let's go to podcasts okay my favorite podcast in 2020 the New Yorker, The Writer's Voice, which if you listen to the beginning of the show, you know I used it a ton. I'm still listening to them. I haven't quite figured out how I want to talk about some of the stories that I've heard on there, but you should go listen because they're awesome uh, and um, yeah, oh, some really big names. So go listen to The New Yorker, The Writer's Voice. It's free and awesome. Also, Creative Peck. Pep Talk by Andy J. Pizza. That has been amazing for me. I've only listened to a few episodes because that's all the time I've had for. uh, But because I listen to it without my husband because he doesn't really understand all the context of it. Normally, we listen to um, podcasts together. So, like, he listens to The New Yorker, The Writer's Voice, with me. And he listens to the other ones on this list with me. But he, he doesn't... He is not as enthusiastic for the creative pep talk, so I listen to that one alone. But it's great. Uh, I've also gotten some Andy J. Pizza art in my office that's really encouraging me. So go listen to him. He is so real. I mean, just authentic about how difficult it can be to be a creative, and that's something that I know we talk about on this show. But he goes into it in a whole nother level definitely go listen to his show okay another one which is good for storytelling is switched on pop which is about pop music but actually is amazing as far as all the different storytelling that they do and they discuss and i really love the hosts they have such a great rapport with each other Um, There were some episodes this year that came out that were just one of the hosts because the other one was on paternity leave. And they didn't have that same dynamic, but I still enjoyed some of those uh, episodes. So yes, go if you like music and you like storytelling, go listen to Switched on Pop. Okay, the last um, one that I would say go listen to for all storytellers is called 99% Invisible. It's heart-wrenching, though. I will tell you, like, I basically cry uh, in all the episodes I listen to, but it's worth it. It's amazing. Uh, If you only listen to one episode or two episodes, I would say listen to the episodes on homelessness. They're episodes one and two. They will pull your heart out of your chest, but in a good way. Um, So that's a really great podcast as well. And then the last one that I listen to, if you are uh, a Christian or you're interested in what Christians think, um, like non, I feel like non-mainstream Christians right now, non-political Christians. Uh, I would listen to these two, Pass the Mic, which is about how um, racial reconciliation can happen within the church. It's so powerful. It's amazing. Jamar Tis- uh, Tisby, who also wrote um, The Color of Compromise, which is a mind-blowing book about how uh, racism is so steeped into cultural Christianity that we really need to like acknowledge and adjust. Um, he is on that show. Ugh. It's a it's so great. Like just go listen to it, and also the Holy Post, which has Phil Vischer uh, and Sky Tatani. It's like. Yeah, it's causing people in my family to fight a lot. But I really resonate with what they're talking about. And they're trying to understand how to be in the church and still be loving to people that um, we don't necessarily agree with, which now there's a lot of infighting in the church. So it's even more difficult. But so, yeah, uh, if you're more interested in like what I'm about and what I believe, those two podcasts are great. If you're not interested, cool. I just thought I would mention them. All right. We're on to films, which this is the last one. This is my last post-it. Films I loved in 2020. Okay, obviously I love Tenet. I reviewed it. I did a whole review. So go and listen to that if you uh, have watched it and you're interested. Another one that I loved was Onward. I know that movie got like, it's a Pixar film. I know a lot of people were like, it wasn't as good as the other Pixar films. If you've ever lost anyone and had someone else kind of step in, yes, it was. Yes, it was. It was amazing. I loved it. It was all the things that I wanted. Obviously, I'm a huge Chris Pratt fan. I'm a huge Tom Holland fan. Um, and hearing them work together, even though they were not they were only together in the booth once, um, that was, it's really great storytelling. So check that out. Okay, Soul, which I just did a whole, re- I just did a review on. Uh, it's a really good storytelling. It's the idea that what you do is not who you are. And that's something that I'm trying to reconcile and work on as I'm working through storyteller mindset, because I'm trying to explain why that is. And I talk about why how it's because you have a soul. So, also the old guard with Charlize Theron who uh, on Netflix, that movie is epic. Like if you like time travel esque type movies where there are like people who um, have. You know, it's like the people who don't die uh, as quickly as everyone else. It's so good. I hope they make a sequel to it. Disturbing, but in a good way. Also, Greyhound on Apple Plus uh, with Tom Hanks is based on a true story. You will not sit back the entire time. You will just be like this, biting your nails. But it's such great storytelling. It's such an interesting... (sighs) If you like World War II, you'll love it. If you like anything about um, naval encounters, you'll love it. If you like Tom Hanks, you'll love it. But also just if you appreciate people doing difficult things because it's the right thing to do, you're going to love that film. Okay. Also, Enola Holmes, which was on uh, Netflix again, and it has Millie Bobby Brown. Really great. So such good storytelling. Um, Also... Yeah, it has a lot of, like, A-list actors in there. It's a really—it's a fun one. Um, I still believe, like, if you want that— like, that was my basically favorite Christian-type movie of the year. I don't normally like Christian movies because I feel like they're so— they're not story-based. They're, like— brainwashed base where they're like, we're running this for Christians who already believe. No. So I Still Believe it's not like that. It's based on the true story of Jeremy Camp's real life. And I just like cried. I have friends who are friends with him. And um, I, I just loved it all. It was so good. The acting was phenomenal. The cinematography was actually good, which rarely happens in those types of films. So if you're interested in... A non-cheesy Christian type movie, I would recommend I Still Believe. And then I have to end this list with one of my all-time favorite movies this year. And you might laugh at me, but I don't care. It was Eurovision, The Story of Fire Saga, which starred Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. And if you've ever lived in Europe or you've ever uh, watched Eurovision, you would appreciate this film. It did have like some slightly inappropriate things, like this weird statue at one point with certain body parts being activated but besides that it was awesome it had everything you would want if you're a eurovision fan there are cameos by real eurovision winners and stars and uh wilfer was just oh so good rachel McAdams is like the most lovable character ever I-, I would highly recommend it if you just need to like have a break from how hard things feel right now and enjoy some actual amazing music, some really cool performances, and uh, just a fun story, a love story, just all the good things. It, I, I really, I can't see how much I enjoyed it. And I also watched it live with uh, our best friends from Hungary. Um, because we're all Eurovision fans together. And so we watched it and laughed and commented as we were watching it via uh, AirPods and iPads and a a laptop to watch it on. It was a little complicated, but it was really fun. And, um, yeah, there are definitely a lot of things that didn't make it on my list that I watched. There are other uh, watched and read. There are other things that I just didn't have time to watch or read yet, but they're, they're on my list too. See, but um, yeah, so those were my favorite things this year. Oh, what a year it was! <laughs> but if you want to be inspired, check out any of those things. And if you want an amazing notebook, uh, Sam's Club currently has Moleskine sets, four of them for like ten dollars or thirteen dollars, something like that. It's a good price. You can also get them on Amazon, that's where I got my pink ones, and I Hope that 2021 will be full of even more amazing stories and more amazing writerly things. And I was really excited to share this year with you through this podcast. And I can't wait to talk about the projects coming up for Literary Symmetry in 2021. And that's going to be the first episode of the new year. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, so that's all I have for today. Remember, if you want to learn how to stop doing the one thing readers hate most, you can go to LiterarySymmetry.com forward slash StoryFilters and get your free audiobook today. And also, I'm going to say the same thing I always say, it is never too late to write the story of your heart. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching and happy writing. This has been Kristen on the Expensive Words podcast, pouring out my heart for you, my wonderful listener. If there's any question you want to ask me, if there's anything you want to tell me, you can go to expensivewords.com or you can find me on Instagram at kristin.n.spencer. And I would love to hear your wonderful writing thoughts from your amazing writing brain. Happy writing.